carry our candles Run to the darkness Seek out the helpless Confused and torn Eternal Father, we thank you. King of glory, we worship you. Thank you, Lord, for another day with you. Thank you, Lord, for another day of blessings. Thank you, Lord, because we know that indeed, today, we will learn much more how to take our candles even into the darkness. How to take our light into the darkness. Ourselves, our light, that will shine into darkness and make the change. Speak, O oh God, even through me, that your people may be blessed. In Jesus' name, I pray. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Our topic today says, you are the light of the world. It's a very apt topic at this time, considering that we've been making disciples of all nations. And so if indeed we have a light, if indeed we have the light, how so easy it will be for us to make disciples of all nations. Our text is taken from Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Let me read it again. It says, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Praise the Lord. In most of our Bibles these days, this particular statement, you will find it in red. Telling us, indicating to us that it is very important. Spoken only by the one and only Master Jesus. If we look at it very critically, we will notice that it has three aspects, three segments, if you want to call it that. It talks about you, you and I. It talks about the light. And then it talks about the world. You are the light. In other words, the light and you are the same thing. Praise the Lord. If the light and you are the same thing, then let me hear somebody say, I am the light of the world. Say it louder. If you mean it, say it again. Praise the Lord. But are we really the light of the world? Are you the light of the world? This is a very important question that we ought to answer today. We'll find out as we go on. This time, you know, the judges say you can't be a judge in your own case, but this time you are allowed to be the judge in this matter. By the end of this service, you will be able to tell yourself whether you've indeed been a light, even, even to your 
to your world. I don't think there's any need for us to begin to talk about, you know, to try to define light or tell you what light is. There's hardly anybody here, even the children, who do not know what light is. But I can tell you one thing that light is not, that is very important. Light is not the opposite of darkness. Well, maybe if you have a jump exam, if you see that option, maybe you can tick darkness. But this is not a jump exam. And so, light is not the opposite of darkness. And how do I know? Because I know that light will shine into darkness and darkness will not comprehend it. But darkness cannot shine into light or it cannot darken into light. If you get a ray of light, it will do wonders in darkness. But I wonder if we can find a ray of darkness, if there's anything like that. If you put a ray of darkness into light, at best you get a little shadow, if you want to call that darkness. So it is not the opposite. For light indeed is so powerful. And since man's fall, unfortunately, darkness has been the default setting of the world. Remember, Genesis chapter 1, scripture tells us that in the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. The earth being without form, it was void. But God spoke, he said, let there be light. But before then, darkness was over the earth. Default setting, darkness over the earth. But once God spoke the word, he said, let there be light. What happened? There was light. Subsequently, we all know what happened. Man fell and darkness returned as the default setting of this world. But of course, that again was why Jesus had to come. That the light be restored in the world. That the light may be restored in you and I. Praise the Lord. Scripture defines darkness in various ways. It says in some places, it refers to darkness as a place. That's why the songwriter will say, Nanso lo kamadu binebe no chichi. It also refers to darkness as a path or a state of being. The people that walk in darkness have seen a great light. And it also refers to darkness as a person. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8. He says, For once you were in darkness. Praise the Lord. Just a bit about light. At least the one that most of us understand very well. Light is so essential. We have already told you, I've given you a little history about light. How it all came to be. Light has continued to be very essential even till date. Providing visibility, energy, oxygen. Indirectly at least, if you remember your photosynthesis. Man has also gone ahead to invent his own form of light. Sources of light. The electric bulb, electricity, touch lights, lanterns. And so light, even till date, is still very important. So important that you will find 
at least recently, one of the medical students in Isu here was saying that we don't have light. We've not had light for some time. And many times people complain, oh, there's not been light. Nepal has not brought light. So once you don't find that light, even the one that man has made, seemingly so, because indeed all good gifts around us come from God. Man values this so much. Recently, UNN students also went on them. Um, the students go on strike. They rioted and were asked to go home. When I asked why, they said, we've not been having light for a long time. Well, how can the children of God say we've not been having light for a long time when indeed they themselves are the light? Not the light of the school, but the light of the world. Praise the Lord. Let's take a minute again and look at Jesus' words. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14. Jesus wasn't talking about you being light. That's not what he was talking about. He was talking about you and I being what? Delight. Delight. That definite article is there. Delight. That means there's a particular kind of light that he is referring to. Not the one that comes this minute and goes. But the one that radiates even from the inside. The song we sang just before the sermon says we should carry our candle into darkness. But indeed, there's no other candle to carry but yourselves. If indeed, we are children of the Most High God. No other kind of light but you who have been called out from darkness into his marvelous and wonderful light. Praise the Lord. And who are you? In case you have forgotten who you are or you don't know. Or maybe I should say, who was Jesus actually referring to? Because maybe I don't know who you are. Like I said, you will know yourself better than any other person. Who was Jesus actually telling, you are the light of the world? Because you will remember that in, in, a, in, a, in a separate passage of scripture, Jesus was saying, I am the light of the world. This time, Jesus is saying, you are the light of the world. Who was he talking to? Matthew chapter 5, verse 1, verses 1 and 2. We already read that earlier, but we'll read it again. Matthew chapter 5, 1 and 2. Now he saw the crowds. He went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. So who did he begin to teach? His disciples, his disciples, he had separated himself from the crowd and his disciples came to him and he told them, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. So many blessings, so many blessings. He was speaking to his disciples. And so the next question would ordinarily be, if we have said that we are the light and that Jesus was speaking to us, are we truly Jesus' disciples? Are we able to shine the light 
in every environment and every place where we find ourselves, can you comfortably say to yourself that indeed that the beauty of Jesus can be seen in you? Some people will say, well, I am Ikenna. I am a Mecca, Azubike. But that's not all you are. You are a disciple who has left so much, so much to follow Jesus. Sometimes I actually think that we don't understand who we are as disciples and as followers of Jesus. We don't really know what kind of spirit we have. Someone asked just some days ago, he said, how do I belong? How can I make myself belong so that my friends will stop treating me the way they treat me? So that they will stop treating me as if I don't belong? The first question I asked was, what kind of friends are you talking about, by the way? And he said, unbelievers. I said, ah, there we go. But the truth is, you don't belong. Are they the ones that will tell us that we don't belong to their class? No. I said, look, the truth is that we don't belong. Do we belong? We don't belong. We are citizens of somewhere else. Citizens of heaven. When you get to your own country, heaven, they will not also belong. But if you so want to belong here on earth, belong to the brethren. Scripture tells us that we should not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. You know, when Scripture says, sometimes we don't really understand what that means. If you've ever seen two horses or two animals um, you know, those days carrying a load. There's usually a, a, a rod or a stick, a light stick that goes from one to the other. If those animals, if you have a dog and maybe a dog and a horse, you will notice that that rod, which is actually the yoke that carries the load, you find that it will not be balanced. And so how do you want to belong to darkness? It will never work. You will just find yourself sleeping. Very many years ago, I remember, Christians were, you know, when you see a, a Christian, you say, ah, this one is truly a Christian. No earrings, no this, no that, no that. But we began to even understand more about God and how liberal he can be sometimes. However, one thing that we ought to know as Christians is that one more step, just one more step for us to belong more, we'll be lost. Where we have belonged to is already enough. We can't go further than that. Otherwise, we'll find ourselves where? In the pit of hell. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The difference between a Christian and a non-Christian, a believer and a non-believer, is as wide as the distance between the heavens and the earth. Please, 
do not strive to belong because you don't belong. We are the ones, a chosen generation to whom Jesus says, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A commodity that continues to be in constant demand. The light of the world. Because like we said earlier, the default setting of the world is darkness. When you buy a phone, there's a default setting. Unless you begin to alter it. But we are a chosen generation. The called out ones. Who ought to shine light into darkness. Prophet Isaiah saw into the future. In Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. Let's see what he says there. Isaiah 61. He says, arise and shine. Because of what? Because your light has come. Because Jesus has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Arise and shine. So that when people look at you, they will glorify your Father in heaven. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2. He also says that the people that walk in darkness have seen a great light. They have not just seen light. They have seen what? A great light. Not a fluorescent bulb or a Christmas light that comes on and goes off. The light is steady. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them had this light shined. And you are that light. Praise the Lord. And you and I. I have to be careful not to, each time I say you, I have to be careful to also say and I. So that I won't separate myself from that great blessing and decree. Hallelujah. Let us see what scripture says concerning Jesus in John chapter 1 from verse 4. John chapter 1 verse 4. If you find it, please read. Hallelujah. In him was light, and the light was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. And the darkness did not comprehend it. Praise the Lord. So Jesus is the light. John chapter 8 verse 12. I said it earlier that Jesus was saying, you are the light. He was saying, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. I am able to affect those who walk with me so that they too will become the light of the world. The Bible tells us there that John was not the light. When I read that, I shivered. A whole John the Baptist was not the light. And we are the light. What a privilege. What a privilege. So special are we that Jesus says, Concerning us, that a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. You can't be light and be hidden. Everywhere you step your foot on, you ought to shine. Every single place. You have to shine. In your character, you ought to shine. In your speech, you ought to shine. 
in every of those Christian characters, we ought to shine. There's a song that says, Jesus be so shine. We just more pure, Jesus be so shine. We that clear pure light like a little candle burning in the night. In this world is darkness, so you must shine. You in your small corner and I in my... But the truth is that many of us don't even have a small corner. We have a very large corner, very large expanse where we can shine. Lecturers, traders. I can't imagine how many people come to your shop each day opportunities to shine. That song is for children. You in your small corner and, and I in mine. You know, because children, well, because they are children, they may have a small corner. Praise the Lord. But why did Jesus say that we are the light of the world and that we ought to shine? Why is he saying that? Is it for our own, edific- for our own glorification? Because we are born in I na shine. Hey, are they shine? 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 Shine, shine. It is for us to tell them, say, na Jesus, they make us shine, so that we will make disciples of all nations. In Nigeria, it is very easy for us to, you know, when lights comes and goes. And it comes again. Adults and children. Everybody just now, up Nepa. You begin to praise Nepa for light of one second. The next minute it has gone. If it comes again, say, up Nepa. Matthew chapter 5 verse 16. Matthew chapter 5 verse 16. If you find it, please read. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. But on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. It is put on a lampstand. You should be seen. You should be seen. You should be visible. Go on. Let your lights so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify That they will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Hallelujah. And glorify your Father in heaven. Some years back I was traveling. I was on a journey. Well, maybe you may not call that a journey. I was just going to Newi. So, in the bus, there was one girl there. I didn't know her. So, as we just got to her, we saw an accident scene and everybody came down. You know, everybody went to go and look. Ah, wow, oh, this is so bad. So, eventually, we all got back to our bus. And we noticed that the, one of the girls in the bus was not that particular girl. She, she, she didn't come back. We were now waiting. Everybody was angry. People were, you know, they were saying a lot of things, abusing this girl from head to toe. The girl wasn't there. By the time the girl now came, you can imagine what happened. Mm, it was fire for fire. They were saying a lot of things. But you know, in all of this, I noticed one thing. The girl kept quiet. When they continued to rain abuse on her, she now said, please, when you will be good, I'm sorry. As if that even ignited the fire more. They fired more. The girl continued to say, and she was sitting in front, just beside the driver. So the driver even turned to her. By that time, I already said in my mind, hey, but you know, I didn't need to ask or look further. 
And that girl, she didn't say it. I saw the light of Jesus. Because yes, you might be a good person ordinarily, but there is a limit to which oh my Less the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. You know that song? All his wonderful passion and purity. All that Glory divine, oh, my nature refine till the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. Hallelujah. Such great light. Such great light. Jesus shone as light while he was here on earth. Where will we begin to talk about? Which example shall we give and leave the others? They are too numerous. No wonder John will always say, each time John wants to end, when he was ending the gospel, he said, the Bible will not be enough to contain everything that Jesus did. Even in 2nd John and 3rd John, when he wanted to end, he will still say the same thing. There is no space to tell you these things. I have to come myself. Because they were just too numerous. Too many examples. Many people will say, well, Jesus was God. But you know, Jesus was 100% man. And at the same time, 100% God. Not 50-50. Didn't he cry? He cried. He felt pain. So we have no excuse not to shine as Jesus did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Many of the ways that Jesus shone as light and that we expected to also shine as light are actually the fruits of the Spirit. Whether we turn them this way or that way, if the Holy Spirit resides in a man, how easy it is for him to shine. After all, 1 Corinthians 6.19 says that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Humility was Jesus' watchword. He came, didn't he come? He came to die for us. God coming to die for you and I. Somebody once likened it to, you know, um, human being um, dying for a cockroach. But that is not even a correct, is not a correct way to look at it. Because the difference between man and God is again so wide. And yet he came and died for us. Humility. In your place of work, are you humble? Or are you like Nebuchadnezzar or Herod or the rich fool where you know what happened to them? That will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. We ought to be humble because in humility, you will be approachable. People will approach you when you are humble. Selflessness. Encouragement. When people hurt you or you know that people are hurting, you, 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 can't, you just can't encourage them. There's one man in scripture that I, I, I just discovered recently. I discovered him recently. Barnabas. Barnabas. He was the one who sold his land before Ananias and Sapphira wanted to do the same. He sold everything. Selflessness. 
When the disciples didn't want to accept Paul, because they were afraid, he was the one that said, no, I introduced this man to you. An encourager. Even when Paul was saying, we will not go again with John Mark, he departed us, he left us. He said, no, we still have to carry him along. And I thank God because in 2 Timothy, we noticed that Paul later confessed that John Mark was, I mean, was beneficial. If not for Barnabas. Of course, we know about Dorcas. Jesus was compassionate. Compassionate. When he looked around, he would see a crowd and he would say, Oh, these people are moving like sheep without shepherd. He even had to begin to pray on behalf of these people. Many of the miracles he performed were based on compassion. Compassion. One story I love very much, very common, the story of the Good Samaritan. He had a lot of things to do. He had an engagement. But because he saw a man who had need, he was compassionate. And he had to spend the day. I used to also think that he just took the man and told the innkeepers to take care of this man and give them. No, but he spent the night binding the man's wounds by himself. Are you compassionate? Or when things are hurting people, after all, are you compassionate? It is his sin that has... You want to be like Job's friends. It is your sin that has found you out. It is good for you. Cause God and die. Cause God and die. Some of us, it is pride that is our problem. That's why we are not compassionate. We are in a hurry. We want to go for uh, a meeting. So we see somebody in need. We can't just stop by. The songwriter says, Obogeni gebochi, Oloma, Oloma chineke, Oloma. Those good works. Obonye, Oloma chukukoga. You don't know it. Obego gebochi, Oloma, Oloma chineke, Oloma. Obonye, Oloma chukuke, Kobumpako gebochi, Oloma chineke, Oloma. What about your speech? The things that you say. But when you speak, people die. One lecturer once told a student, You've not bought this book. Are you poor? Oh, you come from a poor family. I don't associate with poor people. That boy has graduated from school. And each time I see him and I try to tell him, look, forgive that person. He says that hurt was too much. He says the hurt was too much. Proverbs, Ecclesiastes tells us that in a multitude of words, in a nonsense, must you talk over everything? Mm. 
After all, I'm for Kisiaga. You were almost. It's not funny. Praise the Lord. Brethren, we also need to exercise our faith. You can't say you are light and you won't exercise your People are waiting for you to exercise your faith. Somebody is sick around you and you won't be able to lay hands on him and pray because you are afraid that it may not work. Is that your business? Whether it works or not. It is not your business. Somebody said to us the other day that the last time you probably saw witnessed a miracle was probably the last time you laid hands on somebody to pray. Lay hands on people. Exercise your faith. And for those of us who are always afraid, fear, when a cockroach moves, we are afraid. We will remember that somebody has been chasing us. We lay emphasis on the demons and the devils and forget about glorifying God. People are watching us. You say you are a Christian. They want to see how you will respond when challenges come. Whether you will suddenly sneak out and go to one babalao. Praise the Lord. We ought to be committed in the things of God and trustworthy wherever we find ourselves. They want to form a committee. They say, ah, please put um, Ikenna as the chairman or as the secretary of finance. People will say, no, Ikenna. Man, Ikenna will be a believer. Ikenna, hey. Or you ought to resume work at 8 o'clock, but at 10 o'clock, you just, you know, the way people even come late is even amazing. You know, if you're coming late and you run, it's even a different thing. But people who come late these days, they even work more majestically than those who come very early. And then when they sit down, believers, people who ought to shine as light, they will begin to open their Bible. You, want, you knock on the other and say, hold on please, I'm meditating. What are you meditating on? We also ought to learn to be receptive. Jesus was very receptive of every class of people, children, Nicodemus, the rich, the poor, he was receptive. Why his disciples would say, no, don't go to him. He's a great man. He's God. We say, no, let the little children come unto me. Something happened recently that really influenced my life, you know. Somebody came from, somebody came from Lagos. He had an appointment to meet some government functionaries, three government functionaries. So I, he actually, I actually accompanied him. So the first person he visited, he came out unhappy. I saw the countenance on his face, so I knew. I didn't even ask him anything. The second person he also went to see, he came out unhappy. He said, I won't go to see the third person. But the next day, he just changed his mind and said, well, let me just go and see him. Immediately he came out, I saw his face. He brightened up. He said, ah, this man has made my day. He has made my day. He has made my day. I think they say he's a pastor. I said, yes, sir. Shine as light. Once you do, you don't need to tell people that you're a pastor. But once you do something, they, he will now repeat, oh, yes, he's a pastor. And when they, they will glorify God and they will be drawn unto him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
we are going to be rounding off so many qualities that we need to exhibit as light. Are you forgiving? Or you will never forgive, no matter how much you are even apologized to. Even if they don't apologize to you, you won't forgive. But Jesus forgave you. And still forgives you. But you won't forgive. Brethren, we also need to contend for the faith. As Paul told Timothy. We need to contend for the faith. Recently, somebody in America stood up and said, Well, I will not give certificate of marriage to those who are same sex. She was actually sent to prison. And eventually brought out. Because other people started to say, yes, she has freedom of religion. She has, but they will not do the same. Will you shine as light where you are? So that people will look at you and say, oh, so this is actually wrong. Oh, God said this is wrong. Oh, people are watching. Hallelujah. Some footballers who are very popular too. You know them. Once they score a goal, because they, are, they, are, they, they have a very big, um, big um, stage, they just remove their shirt and you will see Jesus is great. That's more time. A million, billions of people over the world have seen that and they have seen that this man is standing for Jesus. But some of us, will light, our light will hide it under the... Brethren, there are so many things to talk about. The innocent of sin. Scripture says that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach. If righteousness exalts a nation, how much more an individual? Righteousness will exalt you. And the beauty of Jesus will again be seen in you. The question now is, are you the light of the nation? The salt of the earth or have you lost the saltiness with which you should salt the earth? Is Christ already formed in you? Because if Christ is not formed in you, how will you even shine? How will you be the light? Or perhaps you are the light, or you think you are, but you have been put under the table. Or you have put yourself under the table. People, is he a Christian? And people say, um, I'm not sure, I don't know. The other day he said he was, or he is. I'm not sure. People are not sure where you stand on any matter. They're not sure. And yet, we say, we are the light of the nation. We are the light of the world. Light of the nation, won't care, Anambra. But their own, I don't think they even have the, even if they have the, it's, it's not the kind of light we are talking about here. Praise the Lord. Good works are not enough if those good works are not based on Christ, on the saving grace of Christ. If Christ has not transformed a man, his good works are useless. The good works of Dorcas paid off because she was a disciple. Cornelius had good works. God showed him mercy and said, it is not enough. Come unto me. Let us pray. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. All his wonderful passion and purity.
purifying till the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. Ka imamanke Jesus potani me. Hey, are you shining as light unto your generation? Examine yourself now. What is the result? Have you been shining? Okay, you are born again. You were born again in 1948. But have you been shining? How many people have come to Christ by just observing you? How many? Give the results. Brethren, begin to talk to God. Confess your inadequacies before the Lord. For He knows. He knows. And perhaps you're just thinking, I have good works. But I'm not born again. Jesus has not transformed me. Your good works are in vain. Today, you have the opportunity to give your life to Christ and shine as light. Imamanke Jesus gaputi he nimen. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. In Jesus' name we pray. Our God and Father, what more can we say except to say thank you to you? Thank you, Lord, for your word that you have spoken to us today. Thank you for showing us how we are, how bare we are, and how much we have not walked according to your mind. How much we have not made disciples of people around us because we have not shown as light. Father, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. Jehovah God, today we bring ourselves before you, declaring that from today henceforth, we shall shine as the children of light, that your name in all that we do shall be glorified, and that people, souls, nations, people in darkness shall be drawn even unto you. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Put your hands together for Jesus.